everyone it's Jemima and today I'm talking to Kelly Wright Hello. on the hi on the podcast conversation she is an intuitive mind body coach which we're going to talk a little bit about because there is quite a bit of resonance in our our work and the kind of field of interest so I'm really excited to just have a chat with her and just see what happens see what arises <laughs> so welcome yes. Kelly hi thank you thanks yeah really it's so nice to meet you finally yeah. I love meeting friends off the internet it's very fun yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah so um we were just talking before I hit record about um the difficulties inherent in trying to put yourself in a box mm. and trying to kind of have a snappy title for what mm. it is you do when this kind of work is, it is intuitive, but it is also, it's about kind of sending people back towards their own power. Yeah. So it, it can be tricky. So mm -hmm. if you want to explain anything else that feels pertinent here in terms of how you support people. Yeah, sure. Thank you. And it is so vast. Like I get a range of um, clients that come to me for various different things, which is why it's so difficult sometimes to put myself in a, in a box and find like one thing that everyone has in common. Mm -hmm. um, but mostly it could be people that are coming for um, guidance or they, they resonate with something that I have. And, it, you know, it could be something about, oh, I want to be like I see you being in your power and I want a little bit of what that is and how have you got to where you are right now so that might be supporting people to decondition some of the layers of shame or stigma or limiting beliefs patterns that they're holding in their minds and in their bodies to help them tap into what it is in them that they need to to let that stuff drop mm, and it can be yeah different different things for different people so some people are more heady for example so they need to sort of go through the cognitive layers first before they can drop into the the body some people are more at home in their bodies so they might then start to move through some somatic stuff and and and, and get into that area more more quickly and for others it can be they've done a lot of stuff already and they just need the the little tweak or the yeah. little refinement of something and, and, it, and they need some support with having that mirrored back or reflected back so yeah it can take many titles whether it's um shadow work some people are more resonant with that aspect of the language it could be compassionate mind-body coaching so some people might resonate with that more sort of softer more heart-centered stuff you know it's, it's whatever flavor people want but generally they come to me because there's something about them wanting to embody their own truth and their own integrity and, and that's what I've got a lot of experience in finding my own way through that but mm -hmm. just being that, um, I guess, quite neutral guide and that heart-centered guide that's there just to reflect back what people are showing me that they might not be able to see themselves. Um, because, yeah, I'm not leading them down the same path that I've walked. Yeah. It's their own path that they need to discover and their own blueprints that they create in themselves. So it's, it's, it's big work. It can be relationships. It can be family stuff. It, it can be um, works related stuff like it's, it's whatever is happening in life, whatever's showing up. Um, and usually it is patterns yeah. of behavior. So it does come down to that core bit about what stories are running, what's running the, the patterns and helping people discover the parts or the layers that they, they need to they need to lovingly work with, really. 
yeah. yeah I love that and and I can see exactly why I have for some time felt a lot of resonance with your work and and mm. with the things that you post um two things like one of them being I think you posted today about if being hard on yourself had got you anywhere like you would have been there by now like all those things that you kind of know but you always forget yeah and then the other thing is about about truth I mean that is embodied truth is something that is absolutely intrinsic to yes. everything that I do Yes. And it, and it always sends me back to the body was not designed to hold a lie. Yeah. So, so like when something is off or when you ignore your intuition or when something is constantly activating your system, it feels horrible, like it feels yeah. wrong. Yeah. So I a lot of the time I liken I liken the work that I do and yours sounds really similar to yeah. You can't see the back of your own head in a mirror. You need two mirrors. Yeah. Like you need another mirror to, to yeah. catch that glimpse there because mm. it's just impossible to see it unless you have that. So to be in that position of guide mm. is so it's so important. Like people need it. Absolutely. And it's, and it's a real honor as well absolutely yeah and it's it's, it's partly for me it's about giving back as well like I've done I've done a lot of like work you know I I always sort of do that because it doesn't feel like work it's I'm just here to do it you know there's no there's no work it's just part of how I how I move through the world and I've had a lot of guides along the way a lot of coaches a lot of teachers and I've invested a lot in that aspect, like since really I was in my early 20s, I've been doing it for over 16 years. And it's like, I've generated a lot of wisdom, tools, practices, knowledge along the way. And some people are just missing that key piece or practice that resonates for them. Mm. So when you've got such a plethora of stuff you can call on as well, which is where the intuition comes in, it's like, okay, I'm sensing that this might be more of a fit here. Like, how does that land for you? then people start to then go, oh, I, I just needed that key. Yes. It can simply be a practice that just unlocks something. And then you're like, oh, wow, I, it was something so simple, but so powerful in I needed to just be seen in something. Yeah. Literally that for some people, they can just come and just be like, I need to share this with somebody who's, who I trust. Mm-mm. They share it and it just unlocks something in them because they then have that experience of, oh, I wasn't judged. I wasn't shunned or, or whatever. And they can then build that into the body. It's like it, it, you can share this information and hold it in yourself. So it can be so varied as well, like being in that position of guide. And and that's where the honor comes in is having known that as somebody who's walked that path and then being able to share some of that with other people is, yeah, I mean, it's how I see community on the, the the bigger scale as well. You know, it's about us all supporting one another and, and sharing our medicine in whatever form that takes. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I, I really feel that. And that's it's part of my big vision, you know, teaching people mm. the self-mastery tools so that they yes. can be in successful relationships mm. so that those successful relationships can build successful families. So those yeah. families can build communities it's you know it has to start here like this is the center Mm. and there's something really poignant in in your description for me when you talk about how you approach 
when someone comes to work with you I can really feel the like there's a lot of freedom in that mm, and there's yeah. um there's no attachment to outcome it's yeah just, it's just like an yeah. acknowledgement that as human beings we are interdependent and we all need each other yes and it's like well yeah I maybe I can help you with this puzzle piece but yeah. you no know, I, that doesn't mean that I completed the puzzle it's just like mm. just meant to be yeah I don't, I don't feel like I've got the right words for it but do you know what no, I'm saying? I, I love I love what you're saying because there's that bit about also for me being in this field of work is being mindful of my own shadow around that which is really important and I sense this in you as well which I think is also resonant around the, the truth stuff is like where where is the desire for me to be in this work coming from yeah and if I come with like certain modalities like feel like they're very complete in what they offer and that's never really resonated for me to be trained as a particular like thing because then then the outcome's already set for people and it feels like a bit boxed or it feels yeah. a bit prescriptive and yeah. it feels a bit like rule, you know, like there's a rule there. And that for me, that kind of brings out more of the ego kind of savior complex, which can be present. Yeah. You have to really be mindful of like, you know, where is this coming from? Is it in service to something bigger than, or is it in service to my ego? And I have to watch that piece. So being so open and so free for me is a way of also managing that in, in the work. It's like, I'm not here to create a, I create a, a safe a safer held container for people to be expressed in whatever form that takes and to 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 run with the the threads that might emerge but there's no sort of prescribed destination like you will you know it's this is an invitation or there is an opportunity to and actually that freedom allows people to really go where feels right for them mm -hmm. really mm -hmm. go to it so they're always in choice yeah always in choice about where they want to go how deep like you know and that that for me feels truly in service to what it is that wants to come through them as I see it and it's hard to put into words because sometimes it feels a bit like it's not wordy because there's something yeah. else there but yeah. yeah that's how I best describe it but it keeps me humble in that like I'm, I'm here to serve what it is you know yeah, yeah I mean I, I wonder what your experience is in when you hold a container for a client or for clients whether it's a group or one-on-one -on -one, mm -hmm. I have I have a deep knowing now mm. after having done that for a while that the work works me oh yeah yeah <laughs> so oh yeah like, every time every so time I need to get ready for that you know <laughs> yeah. I, need to, I can't just be like well yeah let's just do this because yeah. it's like okay drop in and mm. be prepared for yeah. this medicine to actually do its thing on you Always. at the same time mm -hmm. and it's just like yeah again like you say it keeps you humble because it it, it just keeps like reiterating the point mm -hmm. that there's no hierarchy here mm -mm. no it's not like it's not like oh I'm enlightened and yeah. I'm so wise it, it's like this is my dharma like this is my yeah. path to yeah. to lead on this journey mm -hmm. in this particular way yeah so how do you 
like how do you work with that when you find that you're you know you run in something and then mm. suddenly you're getting really activated and you're just like oh my god <laughs> yeah it happens. How, how do you deal with it yeah I mean for me it comes back to the the tools and practices that have served me so far mm. it's like always coming back to my practice of integrity which is foundational for me to be able to do what I do but also how I show up like for myself and anyone that I relate to it's like I've always got this practice of integrity and it's like when I get activated for me it's like am I out on something or or is you know where is this working me in what aspect am I being in you know am I in integrity in what I'm doing here or has there been some aspect where I've dropped the ball because it happens with human yeah. Like, you know, sometimes I drop the ball and it's how I then restore that within myself and with within who I'm like working with all the containers that I hold. For me, a big part of it is also working with um, like the nervous system and my nervous system awareness, because often what's working me is my capacity is getting bigger. Yeah. But before it can expand, I have to go through the like squirm period. It's like, OK, this is bigger than what I'm used to. So like breathing through it, lots of self-compassion and working with the parts of me that are activated and going through, um, yeah, parts work, which is where I would I would listen. I would have some, yeah, some dialogue there, some practices that would support that, which is also what I do with with clients as well. So mm-hmm. for me, I'm literally taking my own medicine in those moments yeah. as to what yeah. I, I teach others. Um, and that that's how I get through it. But one thing that I've noticed that, calling me at the moment um around this piece and I'd be interested to to get your take on it is that sometimes doing this work can feel quite isolated yeah I mean maybe isolated isn't totally the right word because we're not in in essence we're all connected and there's resonance you know with you and I and other people but yeah it's like also having that co-working um sort of collaborative space to call on other people so it's like oh this happened for me in this aspect like where can I take that to so it's important that I've got other coaches that I'm working with um, supervisors or like peer support networks that I can also call on when I don't have all the answers as well mm, yeah you know, and that's that's super humbling as well it's like okay Kelly like <laughs> you were you're ready for a session to help you sort of level up whatever it is that's moved in me and yeah. yeah so it's yeah. just having that awareness really and then going to going to the, the practice each time yeah 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 I mean so much of the time it's about being willing isn't it yeah like, about not fighting it yeah yeah because you know the awareness the awareness is there and then it's a choice isn't it it's like yeah. no it's love to be a choice and going okay so what's required now you know is it integration is it expansion what is actually happening and yeah, yeah. I, I definitely find that I've um I've got a few really close ones who are also facilitators really wise women who yeah. who support me and and we can be human together and we've kind of got each other's backs and we can also go I don't know about that so important yeah but but for again for it to be like um yeah for it to be a safe and held container so that there's not that um horrible sense of overexposure you know when you ping back yeah and I remember I used to do that a lot when I was first coming into this work so I'd get overexcited a bit exuberant about Mm. you know sharing or just being like radically honest 
and not really not really being at the point where I'm standing in that truth yet I'm just yes. kind yeah. of playing with it you know yeah. and then oh. I remember this maybe like four or five years ago being <laughs> being all like wild and free on the internet mm. and then and then getting kicked back for it mm. and really wobbling really being like <gasps> like oh and so activated by some randoms comment on yeah. whatever and it taught me so much, you know, yeah. it taught me, taught me what is actually required for me mm. to stand in my own truth and to back myself. Mm. And I think it just gives me a really good insight actually as well into clients, because mm. that's part of the journey I take them on. It's like, do you know how to back yourself? Let's, yeah. Even if you know how to back yourself now, as you expand, it's going to be a different experience. Mm. Now, as you get bigger, as your yes. system gets bigger, it's going to be yeah. a different experience. You need to calibrate. You need to titrate. Absolutely. So. Titration is the key. Like, I love that you bring that in. It's been so important for me on my journey coming into this as well. And like you usually being like the leap without looking type of person, which served me well in a lot of ways because I needed to do a lot of leaping to trust yeah. that I could leap. That was the yeah. first step. Like, am I willing? Can I actually yeah. leap? And I can I leap could? and I won't die. <laughs> exactly. That was lesson number one. Can I leap and not die? Yes. Okay. That's locked yeah. in to yeah. then be more measured and discerning about when I leap or how big is the leap and realizing that there was so much more choice there for me. So before the choice was small, it yeah. was either don't leap or leap. Yes. And now there's so much more choice. It's like, oh, I've got space to think about how does this feel? Like, when do I want to do this? How do I want to do this? Do I want to be a bit more edgy with this? Do I want to like be a bit more refined here and 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 finding more play space, like you said, to sort of play to those those edges of this isn't totally fully embodied, but it's through playing with that edge that we then get to that point. And I love that juicy spot of we're literally walking our talk. Yes, we are literally yeah. walking our talk. This is we are still doing our work like we're still walking our talk through through exposing ourselves, through being visible, through being with the, the activation of when we get kicked back. I mean, that's still a massive one for me, like yeah, you know, the, the making mistakes thing, you know, the whole cancel culture and all of that. And the bit I always come back to is integrity, which which helps me get through that. It's like if I'm true to myself in that moment. And I'm, 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 I'm in my embodied truth in that moment and I'm practicing my integrity, then there's nothing really to fear. Yes. And then my system settles down. So it's like, okay, that, that rod, that rod of stability is there again, that if I do fuck up, I've got a great practice to hold that if that happens. But a lot of people go through life, not showing themselves, not being their full selves because of the fear of making mistakes. So that's one that's been that's needed to be titrated because to go into that baptism of fire so quickly just fried my nervous system out like the first time around and I got burned like really badly yeah. for that but then that was a lesson of healing and coming back to compassion which also really served me as well so I'm not afraid of the fire as much as I was anymore which is yeah same important. same yeah. I feel that too yeah. uh, there's a whole layer of fear that used to be there that just isn't there anymore and I do yeah. think that is related to how I can take care of myself yes and how I recognize that it's like oh what do I need yeah actually having that compassion that so often has been directed outwardly yeah back to myself and then 
know that I can repair with myself and I can make yeah. everything okay. You know, it's important. Like, that repair oh, piece. I know it's so important because we do a lot of a lot we that like the people that are into conscious relating or teaching relationships and a lot of my learnings about that when I first came into sort of understanding conscious relationships, which was some time ago now, was very much about rupture and repair on the outside. And it's like, I suddenly had this like moment where I was like, oh, I need to do that on the inside too. And the minute I started to learn, like there's a process of repairing in me when I've been, I've, I've undermined my own integrity. Yeah. It's like, I have to restore that and repair that in myself as well, because that's what generates self-trust. And without that self-trust, I can't trust the outside. It always yeah. comes from within, like you said at the beginning, it always comes back here. You know, I'm starting to just like that, that feels just, it gets bigger and bigger every time. Like more and more of that comes back to myself, more and more comes back. Yeah. And that's what the journey is for me is like everything outside is always a journey of going inwards and downwards, like each time. Yeah, 100%, yeah. 100%. That particular piece is very alive for me right now, mm. like very poignant. The idea of, of repairing something something from relationship mm. that is no longer and just like coming back and going like I can make this better yeah and that feels mind-blowing to me Absolutely, yeah. so, wow you know I didn't yeah. even know that that was a thing and yeah amazing you know totally so I, I was always taught like things like closure you yeah know, you need closure I don't need closure if yeah. I'm doing the repair work in myself and I own where I was out and my my responsibility for aspects of my bit in relationships, whatever that is, then I don't need closure because the if it happens, great. Like if there's a conversation, great. But it's not it's not I'm not my freedom isn't pinned on that that happening anymore. Yeah, it's like I'm free because I'm I'm unwinding these things inside of myself so that it is. Yeah, it just opens up so much more it does yeah. there's such a grace in it and and that was that was something that came through for me uh 2021 it mm. was it was a real message of like oh you need to work with grace now and i'm like well, all right whatever and yeah. then <laughs> you know it just becomes clear it just becomes yeah. clear after a time and it's been such an initiation by fire you know like where do i grab on where do I, it's like in yoga, they call it raga and debasha, mm. you know, like the, the grasping and, and the pushing away. Yeah. Where are you doing either of those two things? Mm. Because wherever you are, there is no grace there. No. And, and it, in the, in the grace for myself, it allows me to let other people off the hook. Yes, the generosity is there. Yeah, I love that. So beautiful. Yeah, I yeah. love that. Yeah. Yeah, it's so, so lovely. And it's mm. like, what a thing to cultivate in any and all relationships to be able to have enough self responsibility mm. balanced out with self compassion. Mm. So, you, my friend Ray talks about eating the blame. And she's Ooh. like, yeah, like you, you eat it and you metabolize it, but it doesn't mean that you, you take blame that doesn't belong to you. Mm. It just means that you, it's almost like a neutralizing of any residue that is left. Oh, I love that. It's like filtering for the filtering for the gold that might be in that little bit of that you've eaten. I, yeah. It's, yeah. Again, 
it's always filtering it through the system yeah like I find that it's always filtering through um this word discernment comes more and more for me I feel I'm embodying that more and more as I'm with with this bit of like sitting with with the activation sitting with the the piece or whatever it is and then just being like can I can I look at this you know can I look at this and and where I'm where I'm living at the moment it's like a, a an intentional community so there's like um any one time there's always 30 or more people if you want to get activated and you really want to like alchemize your shit then then live with 30 or 40 other people at any one yeah. time and it's great it's like a great teacher it's like a school for me really like because I'm getting to get these projections this way you know activations coming at me this way and I'm like it's teaching me grace like I love that you mentioned that because I feel like that's the fire that I'm in at the moment yeah is how can I be as graceful and as generous as possible with how I'm perceiving situations and each time I come back to that filtering process of how can I see this differently Mm. how can I then start to turn all of that self-love and compassion that I have now and cultivate that so that I can be generous with it on the outside Mm. because through my practice of cultivating that it, it did become I did become quite contracted and closed because it's like I need to protect this yes you know I went into a little bit of an incubation a bit like a pregnancy I guess where I just needed to just like really just like protect it really really sort of know it was really there for me and it's like I can call on this and it's all of this self-love and this self this self-nurture and this self-compassion is really there and and then afterwards when I got to a point where I was like oh I've got so much of this now I could mm-hmm. then start to allow that to come through the lens of which I then saw other things and it still comes on my path now like I still get challenged where there'll be a little rupture in a connection and it's like there's the impulse to want to for me this is part of my story or my lens or you know with my own sort of background it's like to bring down the sword really harshly yeah you know yeah and to and go the, no I don't want yeah, that exactly yeah. and that that's that impulse is still there so I notice it and then I'm like but now I've got that space to be like oh there's a choice yes because I've worked on enough of the activation to know now that I don't I can do if I think it's really needed and that's where the discernment comes in because in some cases it might be needed we might need sure. to bring the sword down yeah. and there are other times where it's like how can I see this differently okay this person is imperfect just like I am they're being really human just like I am and can I have compassion for them without fawning so that's the discernment piece am I being truly compassionate and generous or is it coming from a desire to want to placate or please or something and if it's truly there then then it's there and if it isn't there's more for me to sit with about what's not resolved or what might feel forced or pushed perfect yeah I love that discernment's been coming up for me as well recently and I think there is in that space that is where the gold is you know the, the kind of the the right action is always the right action but yeah. you know it you don't you don't truly know that until you've moved out of a reactionary space yeah. and able to respond yeah. so like you said sometimes yes it is right to bring the sword down and be like absolutely not no yeah. but it the inquiry is there beforehand so exactly. like the inquiry is like the soil to go okay so what what is here now like what is also true this is true but what else is true yeah and and to make room for those 
like multiple and conflicting truths and paradox. Paradox is <laughs> yeah. so my thing right now. <laughs> Embracing and embodying paradox has been probably one of one of the most satisfying, but also one of the biggest that I've had to to do. And that's only really landed like in the last year, I would say. Yeah. I wanted to deny it like so much. I was so like fixed with this, like, no this is absolutely what's going on it's like no it's not Kelly yeah, like, it's it can't really be. Not. It can't be. there's so and much then, more going on yeah and now we live in a world that is addicted to that Cartesian thinking of like it's either black or it's white yeah very, uh, so very it is tricky you know yeah. that is the environment we find ourselves in mm. and it, it seems like even more of a contrast but yeah. I did I did just want to briefly mention that mm. the difference between everything that you've been talking about like the the intellectualizing mm. of all these concepts and the embodiment of it yes so you mentioned that you're living this and yeah. you're like living with so many people and it's like it's kicking off on a regular basis yeah actually yeah. <laughs> but but you're it's the practical it's practical yeah. application so you yes. you can't just stay up here with the concepts and be all neat and tidy like you have to make room for the human absolutely messiness. the mess indeed is so yeah. welcome yeah it has to be there and this is the bit about like the full expression you know like people being fully and whatever that means like some people often think full expression just means going you know and actually for yeah. some of us it's it is it is sort of like just giving permission to little parts that need to refine or whatever that may be for people but the mess is absolutely a vital ingredient for me. Like for somebody who was so perfect, like as in the perfectionist to a T, like all through my childhood and teenage years, it was like I was just a perfect kid. There was no, there was no hiccups along the way. And that was that was how I'd learned to to sort of just get under the radar enough to escape any sort of, you know, major scuffles. But part of my sort of, I guess, unraveling was to just get messy. Mm -mm. get as messy as possible and really just allow a lot of that to come out unfortunately I'm in a community that is very much centered around catharsis uh, emotional release um, which for me is perfect because I get to be messy every day if I really need to be and I don't always but like there are moments when I can just like go into a group room and like scream if that's what yeah. I need to do and I, I love it but that's that's I'm designed for that level of emotional release that serves me in that way and it's not going to serve everyone but yeah. it's allowed me to get to, in touch with that real human part that might be ugly to some people yeah and just starting to decondition this and you mentioned about culture like we are going against culture yeah you no know, I know you do a lot of work with like uh, codependency and it's like when you're unraveling that in a codependent culture if you haven't if you haven't got the the foundation to to be jarring up against that every day yeah you're gonna you're gonna quickly like lose some of that ground yes so like you said to getting that foundation in yourself and also with with the clients that we work with is is key to then going out into the world and being able to still practice it without collapsing or retreating because we are in cultures that don't follow that groove yeah you know? no yeah. such a good point such a good yeah. point and I do always go back to yoga speak but that's like that's where I come from yeah and in yoga they call it samskaras which is okay. like your groove you know you get like you get put in your groove it's yeah. a one-time learning it's from your yeah. culture it's from your conditioning and you find yourself in a groove and it doesn't necessarily serve you mm. and in order to escape that groove you have to create a new one yeah and, and this is 
this is what most of my work is based on is like we need practices we need Mm. to be consistent we need to be nice and slow and steady and and just honor the pace that our bodies and our systems want to move at because anything too quick even if it's really good it's too jarring yeah the body just goes yeah and it's totally understandable like the more I learn about the nervous system as well like and the more that's integrated into the work that I do it's like I feel it now I can feel that level of um that that energy where it's like I want to contract because it's feeling too much and it's like okay in those moments when I've got that awareness of what's going on in my body and my nervous system it's like okay I need to just take I need to slow down a little bit here yeah you know it's like the desire to speed up is so so juicy and tantalizing and it's like actually the lesson for me the practice for me is to slow down yeah yeah. and that's been really beautiful to just really be yeah just just fuller because I'm slower oh yeah yeah. satiated as well yeah Yeah. Yeah, I feel feel more satiated with my hunger because it's slower and deeper now yeah 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 getting truly full up yes very different Mm, Yeah, yeah I love that and that's that's I find that challenging sometimes in this work, Jemima, because I think there is also a culture around um, like coaching, what, whatever you want to call it, like the he- healing field. I get a bit cringe about healing, but it is fundamentally, I guess, on some level that. But it's it's like people want the hard, fast fix. Yeah. And in some some aspects like you know I've, I've done things like cognitive behavioral therapy I've also done a master's in psychology so I've got that psychologist um sort of the essence of that background as well that can be developed on and it's like there is that sort of mind dominant culture that we're in where it's like oh I want the hard McDonald's version of this I'm just going to have like a 10-week course of CBT and my life's going to be completely changed and for some people maybe I'm not I'm not yeah you know for some people maybe and cbt definitely helped me in my younger years to start to sort of understand my mind a little bit more first which was step one but it is actually slow and steady work for a lot of us you know we can't for for some of us working with the body level and the nervous system level if we've got a lot of defenses it takes time for those defenses and that armor to drop and yeah i guess that's where a lot of people don't always want that they want they kind of want the quick stuff and it's it's sort of also building that into to that practice like sometimes you have to have longer containers you have to have longer time that you're working with clients to actually allow the defenses to drop which takes takes time yeah Yeah. takes as long as it takes yeah Yeah, it does yeah Yeah, definitely um yeah i'm with you on that i just think that i see it a lot especially in the coaching world Mm. that there is this kind of pull towards results. Yeah. No? Yeah. Which I think is natural. And I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that on its own. I just mm. think that's not how some of this shit works. No, it's really not. Just not. No. So yeah. You know, you have you have to, like you say, build that in. You have to build that awareness in mm. and be like, okay, if I want this to stick. Yeah. If I want it to be sustainable, yeah. then it has to be steady. That's, because, the, that's the gold, yeah. Yeah, the pingback is real, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, you can expand like crazy in 10 weeks or six weeks or whatever, but you are going to ping back unless you keep up those Absolutely. kind of foundational practices that are holding that space for you as you grow. Yeah. And this yeah. is like where, for me, it comes back to having that healthy internal masculine Yes. Whereas if you know you can be a super powerful woman 
without that, if you have like toxic or absent structure internally, mm. but you are so prone to burnout yeah, and you're so prone to just not being like your essence, not being impactful. As yes. in like people can't feel you. Yes. And I, yeah. Mm. And I, they've I, got to feel you. They have to. Really? Like, why would they want to work with you if they can't feel you? I but mean, I mean, just moving through life generally. You yeah, know, totally. Like relationships yeah. and attraction and money yeah. and like all those things. Like, yeah. there has to be this sense of of uh, open heartedness mm. that that is you radiating yes. your essence out into the world, and the natural effect is magnetism absolutely no it's like the universe mm. always wants balance yes so always looking for balance so mm -hmm. have a look at that and kind of act accordingly yeah and that's the integrity piece for me as well like um integrity for me isn't just the practice of like restoring or you like rupture repair and stuff like that the integrity is the the integrity of my container as a being as well like for me that's been the, the the key piece to seeing integrity is like a completeness in my being like where have I got holes where am I leaking energy am I actually in a container for myself that allows my being to sort of like do what it you know what I need to do and express how I need to express and receive what I need to receive when I need to receive it and give all of these things it's like how healthy and vital is my container and that's like my physical body as well as like how my like my psychological health is but it's also like energetic as well mm -hmm. and also the other there's other layers to that as well that I'm sure I'll get to but for me that's like the, the key bit is like what what is it like for people when they're around me oh yeah so good yeah 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 I had uh, something come up in a conversation this week actually about the the difference between um how did I actually put it? It was it was something I've experienced anyway, and the person I was talking to had also experienced, which is mm. to have somebody use your nervous system to settle mm. themselves. Oh yeah, yeah. But obviously, being a willing participant in that, yeah. so like you're you're kind of saying, oh yeah, here you go, like that's yeah. okay. And I, it just kind of occurred to me like a really really clear message of like, mm. oh yeah. You know, I I can be in charge of my own nervous system and how yes. healthy that is. Yeah. But I'm not about to I'm not about to like let someone else use that because they are not developed their own framework of how to yeah. soothe and take care of their nervous system. Yeah. You know, I get triggered enough on my own. <laughs> I don't need someone else. You know, it's important. Work. And that that's the hygiene as well like I use that term like you know but it's like keeping ourselves like resourced like how we're able to sustain that is is how we're sustainable in that like you talked about burnout it's like if my nervous system isn't healthy then I'm not I'm not health I'm not able to hold much you know I'm gonna potentially fry my edges from doing too much but it's like when when I'm doing the one-to-one -one client work and actually even in the the group work as well it's like I have to be the bi biggest pendulum in the room yeah it's like we're taught to be the biggest pendulum in the room. It's like my nervous system's got to be the one that's regulating everyone else's nervous system. But that's what I'm in. So that's why I'm doing that. Yeah, I'm choosing to choice. do that because that's what people are then getting a somatic marker yeah. for what it's like in their body to feel that sense of like, oh, this is what a regulated nervous system feels like. Because a lot of us haven't ever felt that before. 
yeah. because in how we are in the world right now, I'm sure many of us have had very higher alerts, nervous systems, like base states at the moment. It's like, what's your baseline at? Most yeah. people are going to be in some level of activation because, you know, there's stuff happening in the world, which is going to, on a collective level, be activating our nervous system. So it's like, then it's the individual stuff that's always going to be happening in life. Like, you know, what's kicking off here. And, and so for, for me on my journey, I didn't realize that for so many years of my life, I was in, I was in a free state and then I was in a fight state. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. But then I've been a social worker for 10 years. So it made no, no, it wasn't a surprise, like doing that kind of work when you're in that sort of uh, field of work that I was going to have had an activated nervous system because I didn't have that awareness. Mm. Nervous system wasn't even on my, in my vocabulary then. I didn't even know what one was, you know, it's yeah. like that. Yeah. And so when I started to learn about my own, I was like, oh, I get it now. And then yeah. I've got the tools and practices to support me, which means I can then support people whilst they're developing their own blueprint for that you know and they're yeah. tapping into what they need to resource and it's like it's really beautiful actually it's mm -hmm. really beautiful work to 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 be able to yeah to, to feel that with people when it's consensual of course but yeah yeah I don't have space for that otherwise because it's precious and that's it not is. to sound like I don't mean to sound complete but it, it has to be really looked after because it's it like, does yeah, yeah yeah it does have to be looked after and and I agree with you it is precious and also it has to be consensual you know yeah. when people come towards whatever container you're offering mm. then I'm sure that you have similar setup to a similar setup to I to the one I do which is like actually it's it's a bit of a challenge to get in <laughs> you know it's like yeah. uh, this needs to be true and like I need to have your full agreement yeah this because otherwise like it's it, it's going to be a waste of time for both of us totally. so yeah, yeah interesting no I like yeah. that what would you say is your favorite um your favorite piece of work that is quite recent say in the last six months that you've mm. been offering Oh, thank you. I love that question. Two things came up instantly then, but I think my favorite is definitely been doing some work with um, entrepreneurial spirits that are wanting to uh, build their nervous system capacity around visibility. Yeah, it's like I've done the visibility challenge myself for a couple of years on the on the trot and, and I didn't realize that I actually found it relatively easy. And it was only until my coach reflected back that I'd, you know, in terms of my nervous system knowledge, that I was pretty solid in myself. So it, it, it wasn't really a, that much of a challenge. Mm. Like, um, but then I realized through learning that a lot of people find that really challenging. And I was like, oh, I can offer some potential, some, some space here for people to start to step into that. And it came completely intuitive in a space where we knew we were going to do something around building capacity in the nervous system. And when I'm holding group sessions here, I don't like to bring too much structure in. Like there's the structure and the, the sort of holding of the container, but I like to leave space for what wants to emerge in the, in the room. That feels much more true for me and how I work. Mm. And through, through a, a series of practices that we did with the body, we were able to sort of get to the edge of where like the activation was coming up and then do the breathing work, the noticing, the sensation um, awareness, then the, the internal part stuff that was coming up. Mm -hmm. And then you could, I could just see like the change that was, that was happening with the people. Amazing. I could just see it. And then all of a sudden you could take a step closer and they were just like, 
and you could just see the expansion yeah and I was just like I've got goosebumps telling you Jemima it just yeah. feels like such beautiful work to have the honor to do like it yeah. lights me up and I know that now I don't do anything that doesn't fully light me up because if I'm not completely lit up by it then yeah. I'm not giving my best like yeah. you know and so that's where I think also the the sort of the agreements or the the process of people getting in to work with me is so important because you also have to be lit up about who you're working with yeah. And equally, I want them to be lit up by what I offer. Yeah. It feels good. That feels really good to yeah, say that. Yeah, it does. No, I, I love it. And mm. to me, that is how, that is the world that I want to live in. Yeah. Where everyone is, everyone is kind of offering from their surplus what, yes. something that is a very natural gift to them. And it, <sighs> you know, yeah. Yeah, I love so it. Like, I just ah. <laughs> Yeah. contribution you know contribution that comes from fullness fullness and, you know rather than transaction or anything like that it's just mm. like can we learn can we learn how to really take responsibility for our own individual thriving yeah. so that when we're supporting it's coming from a place of mm. deep desire you know yeah. real deep desire and like this is in my pleasure this is in my joy beautiful yeah, yeah so good so good it. it's so yeah. different to what what we've what I've been used to as well like what I was taught you know it's just get, you get a job and then I'm so glad that I was able to have a moment of just to step out of that and really really sense like that there was more you know there was something else that I wanted to to um to follow to then be able to really follow the impulse and the joy yeah. because it just it changes everything it becomes that's why I do this thing about work it's not work for me yeah, it isn't work for me. Uh, you know, there is an exchange there, of course, there has to be so I can be sustainable to do this. But it's not work. It's it is about like me sharing what what feels like a quite natural and effortless gift. And I want to be in that space because I see I see I see what that potentially offers to people and I see the benefits from what people speak back to me. And, you know, there's that feedback loop as well of like, oh, OK you know this is there's something here that's working for people and I too then get to also get that from other people so it's this beautiful interdependent system mm -hmm. that you mentioned mm -hmm. earlier that's just nourishing itself because yeah. we're all nourishing ourselves and thriving yeah. being who you came here to be and being who you came here to be showing other people how to do the same so good that's it there you go there's the tagline it wasn't that hard <laughs> it, only, it only took an hour <laughs> a bit wordy <laughs> Can you streamline that into a hot sentence <laughs> yeah <go> <laughs> i want to see that yeah okay well i'm i'm going to um i'm going to kind of conclude our our call in a minute but before i do i just wanted to ask you if well invite you if you wanted to say anything about i know you've got a program called emergence yes offering again uh, yeah. could you say a little bit more about who that's for yeah like definitely yeah. yeah so emergence was um I had a little um a couple of months ago I had covid really bad like and I was in I was in my own space for for like 10 days but it's actually gold as well because it just it just gave me space to just I don't know be and then I, I woke up from this sleep and this thing had just appeared in my my dreams or whatever and I was like I've got it off for this container it was just so ridiculous I just woke up this morning within 10 minutes the copy was written out for what I wanted to offer and I was like I've just got to follow this impulse yeah. so something had just come in and I was like right emergence is born and it's a container basically for people to experience visibility 
but in a, a smaller held container. So it's not like just going out into the world. Like sometimes we need a practice ground that's more contained, more held and guided. Yeah. And I did a free run for it. So I knew the first time I did it, I wanted to give a free offering. So it's also important for me that I've got different layers and tiers for people to work with me and gave this free offering for anybody that resonated with wanting to explore shadow work, wanted to reveal some truths or lies about themselves that had been holding them back, wanted to experiment with just being authentic in the moment, whatever felt resonant for people to share, but doing it from a place of being aware of what's happening in the body. So having that somatic frame for each time they shared. So to be like, oh, I noticed that this is happening in my body because a lot of people don't have that awareness yet. And if they do, they just go for it. And if they don't, there's guidance and um, support that's held in the container around how to navigate that through. Because the idea is that people build that capacity in their nervous system to hold being seen in yeah. stuff that might otherwise be scary to be seen in. And for some people, it can be just like, I'm vulnerable or for some people it can be like I've got this part of my shadow that I'm scared to tell people or for some people it's like oh I've been holding on to this secret for like whatever and whatever feels doable for them of course because it's important that it's doable so that we're not frying our nervous systems out so it was it's a really nervous system aware very somatic container for people to um, yeah be guided through a process of being seen and also building their capacity to to be with that and I, I freaking love it I loved doing it. It was a 30 day portal that was open. It was really well received, like beautiful um, feedback about what people had got from that at the end through the closing. And then I want to do another one that's going to be open again in, in May. That's going to be um, an exchange, like financial exchange portal that's going to offer more in terms of um, what I bring to the space as well. Wonderful. So, yeah and I can't wait and it's super it's lovely for me because it lights me up like shadow work visibility all of that stuff like completely just yeah. like I'm so hot for it <laughs> yes yeah love it That's Yay. So good. thank you okay thank you so much Kelly thank you I'm going to stop the recording but don't go away <laughs> cheers cheers thank you